This is a Mike of New York uh, report on what is happening, of course, as uh, a defiant Vladimir Putin uh, late last night, uh, early in the morning here in uh, the United States, uh, addressed his nation after an attempted armed rebellion and addressed the issues, particularly uh, those efforts led by Yevgeny uh, Petrogin. Uh, his former cook, caterer, the man who fed him for years inside the Kremlin, whom he trusted with his life, clearly, but who had turned against him. Let's listen to what uh, Vladimir Putin has to say. Oh, you don't speak Russian. Okay, the civil solidarity shows that uh, there is any attempts to uh, create internal turmoil will be blocked. And he repeats that there has been a tremendous coming together of society, of the uh, legislative and executive powers, and that there has been firm support of the uh, constitutional career by all of the leading parties, public and religious groups, uh, virtually the entirety of Russian society, Putin says, by the leading parties, public and private. And everyone is united in responsibility for the future of the Russian homeland, according to Putin. Uh, he would like to address uh, from the very start all the necessary decisions that were taken to neutralize this danger and uh, with the defending the lives and security of Russian citizens, according to Putin. The armed mutiny would have been suppressed in any case, but those behind the mutiny, despite their loss of mind, could uh, create more attempts and actions aimed at, uh, you know, this weakening, splintering country that is facing a uh, threat. Uh, and all coming at the moment when uh, the country is saying that they do not want to take one step back. However, the organizers of the rebellion not only play betrayal in their minds, but also betrayal has become uh, dragged into their mutiny, which has been pushed under gunfire and killing. This kind of fratricide is what the neo-Nazis in Kiev tried to do, according to Putin, and their Western patrons wanted them to do. They wanted Russian soldiers to kill each other, according to Putin, uh, Russian servicemen and civilians to be killed also. Putin also says that his society will not get splintered or drowned in a bloody uh, domestic uh, strife, that uh, they had been anticipating a revenge for their failure, but uh, their so-called uh, counteroffensive has not yet come together, uh, referring, of course, to Ukraine. He thanks all of his servicemen and law enforcers who stood against the mutinous force that uh, they remain faithful to their duty and oath and to the people. Bravery and sacrifice of the uh, fallen heroes and people uh, saved Russia, in particular the pilots, from the uh, tragic attempts by this group to grab power, according to Putin. At the same time, he knows that the overwhelming situation of the Wagner company 
are also uh, patriots, and uh, many of them have proved this uh, in fighting and defending the Donbas region uh, on the side and, and under Russian orders. But they have been used without their knowledge and uh, used to feel together with uh, the beginnings uh, that he made uh, more direct orders to, to deal with this according to Putin, to take steps to prevent uh, any major bloodshed. And this is why he does not want Russians killing Russians. This is requiring time, time to give a chance to those making the mistake to change their minds. I don't think he's talking about Yevgeny here. He's talking about the average, uh, uh, the average uh, soldier in the Wagner group or the average uh, member of the, uh, of the force. Uh, they want them to realize their actions uh, are totally rejected uh, by the people, according to uh, the uh, Russian president. And what was tragic and destructive consequences uh, for one country that this adventure is over and they have been dragged into a uh, world that uh, is trying to lead them astray by people who are there. He is uh, speaking to those commanders and soldiers of the Wagner private company, that's what he calls them, the private company, who took uh, the right decision and stopped at the uh, last line to prevent uh, bloodshed and saying that they have a chance to continue in their service to Russia and they can make a contract with the Ministry of Defense so our law enforcement so they can go back to their homes. Those wishing to go to Belarus, uh, he has made this promise and uh, it will be fulfilled. He repeats that, uh, that to each and every one of those he hopes uh, it would be a choice uh, to be with the warriors of Russia. And have acknowledged their uh, tragic mistakes. He is thankful towards the Belarusian president, uh, Lushenko, and, uh, Lukashenko, rather, and uh, his efforts and input to make this peaceful effort. He would like to say again that it is a patriotic duty to the consolidation of the entire society that played the decisive role in uh, this uh, outcome, the support uh, of the outcome together that they have uh, made it. And that is, of course, uh, the statement of uh, the uh, uh, Russian leader, uh, you know, that he delivered uh, after the uh, attempted uh, mutiny uh, that has been posted online and and uh, shown to people around the world now. Now, of course, uh, there are different statements coming out, and a lot of people are asking, well, who is Yevgeny Prashogin? You know, what, what exactly does this guy want to do? What was he up to? We're going to go back again to that Times of London uh, report where they were talking to a former GRU member. Remember, the GRU is the uh, Russian Army State Security and uh, this is a retired officer in the GRU speaking to the Times of London radio. Uh, thankfully, I won't have to do a simultaneous translation uh, to Russian. And to those of you who think I was actually reading, uh, what was actually translating, I was reading. Uh, first of all, we should actually realize why he came to Rostov. And he came to Rostov. So this is the next part talking about why Evgeny Prashogin and the Wagner Group went to Rostov on the Don. By the way, the Don is not Donald Trump. Uh, the Don is a river in Russia. I don't think too many people know that at that time, uh, Minister Shoigu and General Gerasimov were both in Rostov. 
within the south, the southern military district, and that's why he actually came to he came to Rostov to talk to them and to show them uh, what went to, to show him his power and to to, to just to, to demonstrate the to show the meeting uh, and they they disappeared immediately. Shoigu, as far as I know, left on his helicopter uh, in some direction, unknown direction, and Gerasimov was hiding somewhere in the safe house. So after staying some time in Rostov, he just again made a gesture of going to. Uh, his, all his activities uh, although during those days are important uh, and not important because they uh, showed any sort of a support for a mutiny or a rebellion against Putin in this country. But they are important because they demonstrated that Kremlin has been shaken after those events. In the, Putin does not have any control over the situation. That the army is in extremely poor condition. That a lot of people secretly oppose Putin's politics and support those who try to rebel or what they think they try to rebel against the war do not support the war itself and many other things i just want to stop you there because you said so many um important things there so you know basically yes you know you you've got to listen to what what this guy is saying and 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 how it is but you've also got to listen to another part of his interview few days people you know that that he does not believe this is uh that uh you know that that Pashogin and some of the Russian military who uh are are angry at him will be easily appeased without bloodshed of course there are huge risks in doing so in Russia well i do not actually think so i was watching the footage today from Rostov and seeing plenty of people just celebrating and and greetings the army greetings the uh, Prigozhin's tanks and and bringing them piroshki and other things and obviously openly supporting him but what's going to happen next we all know very well a lot of uh figures who announced his support, their support for Prigozhin have already been arrested those who are seen in the footage will definitely be arrested in the next few days people will m- might secretly be increasing their feeling against the war, but they will not demonstrate anything and they will not dare to go on the streets on, uh, to show anything because this is really very, very dangerous today. And everybody, believe me, everybody, including Prigozhin, will be very severely punished. But Prigozhin, as we understand it, has gone to Belarus. I mean, what do you make of that deal there with President Lukashenko? Another interesting thing that became known to me right now when I was thinking about the situation is that there were actually two people who took part in the negotiations. And this is quite interesting because one person was Lukashenko, as we all know, and another person was uh, Patrushev, chairman of the National Security Council and the former head of the FSB, and a very, very influential figure in Russia. So, you know, you, you, you've got to look at this, uh, you know, when, when the former head of the uh, FSB is entering the picture and, uh, you know, uh, Pashogin has, has been basically given a, a chance to flee, then, then you know that, that, you know, there's some kind of deal that, that took place that, that assures his safety 
and therefore he's he's not exactly going to be uh, worried too much. But the risk still exists, and and that risk is something that uh, you know is talked about clearly. They're not going to do it. Do you think those Russian soldiers who are left there on the front line will still want to do it? I'm pretty convinced that that's the end of uh, of the Wagner Group. And of course, this is very good for Ukraine because they were really quite a formidable force, which were fight they, they were fighting much better than than the whole Russian army. This is this is all we know. Uh, Prigozhin, I'm afraid he should take great care of his life, but that will not last long. He will not last long. Just we are talking about probably days, maximum maximum weeks, and it'll be he'll be over. So essentially, uh, if, if you've heard there clearly through it, you know, from the statement of Putin, from uh, the, uh, you know, the, the GRU expert, yes, they've diffused the tension. Yes, they've, they've gotten to, you know, out of this situation. And yes, uh, it, it, it largely may seem over, but it probably is far from it. And, and in fact, you're probably going to see more and more uh, uh, things coming forward and uh you know uh the the uh thing is uh you know uh becoming a way where you have people like uh you know uh, the different media companies here in the united states kind of playing with this issue and all that but at the end of the day can you can you imagine this this was a coup attempt in one of the world's most heavily armed countries when it comes to nuclear weapons a country that could severely damage any country chooses to in the world and you know they're, they're playing it like a local you know uh you know your, your your average local political issue uh and and that is completely totally utterly wrong you know that is a huge mistake for uh for those uh to do it but uh you know now of course uh, the british broadcasting uh, corporation is reporting uh, just a few minutes ago that uh, the uh the uh Prashogin, uh forces uh will be uh, handing over uh you know uh military equipment uh, according to putin and uh, and that can you imagine a knife that makes cooking feel like magic if you have so obviously it's not a knife that is making In addition to relations with this private military company, the governments of the Central African Republic and Mali have official contacts with our leadership. At their request, several hundred soldiers are working in the Central African Republic as military force. But despite the brief mutiny, Russia's keen to maintain Wagner's presence in Africa. In addition to relations with this private military company, the governments of the Central African Republic and Mali have official contacts with our leadership. At their request, several hundred soldiers are working in the Central African Republic as instructors and this work will continue. Well, Beverly Ocheng of BBC Monitoring is in Nairobi and she's been following the Wagner Group activities since they first arrived in Africa six years ago during civil unrest in the Central African Republic. 
So, you know, you're looking at, at, at the different reporting right now because the Wagner Group is such a huge uh, group. I think, I think they have almost 200,000 employees, about 50,000 armed, uh, armed members, and, and, and the others are pretty much, uh, you know, scattered about and, and have different, uh, different areas. But the, the whole situation is something that is being studied, is being looked at, what exactly will happen. We do not know yet. Uh, how far will it go? Nobody knows how far will it go. You know, as far as uh, as far as the the whole situation uh, is concerned, uh, is it going to be something that will uh, just you know uh, mildly fade away? It, it's hard to say. Uh, obviously, to those who are you know having family members who, for example, live in uh, in Russia or, or work within uh, uh, the areas. The, the question of, uh, you know, what exactly will be happening in the, in the months and weeks ahead is, is uh, going to be a concern. It's going to be something that, that will be looked at uh, and, and just how far the, uh, the entire situation uh, will go. Uh, obviously, it is, it is uh, far from, uh, from uh, over. And uh, the uh, actual attempt at a coup or mutiny may have been, you know, redirected and uh, maybe now, you know, with uh, calmer heads prevailing and Putin uh, uh, essentially putting, putting, uh, putting this aside for the moment, but still you do have a huge uh, look at, uh, at, at the situation and its impact and how that impact will you know, deal with world security, peace and order, and, and more. You know, this is obviously something that is that is not easily handled, and uh, there, there's a lot to be decided upon as to is Pashogin the man who's going to be behind Putin eventually in this. We will know, and we will find out. That's the latest for me. For now, I'm Mike of New York, and I'm Mike K. Cohen. Have a great day. Let's talk again soon. Keep listening, keep learning, and remember, God bless you, God bless these United States, and God bless us all.